Why am I uh, feeling this edginess? Unnecessary. Why am I battling insomnia? Unable to sleep at night? And, and, and if these were things that were not present before the, the pandemic, and it started to come to surface during the pandemic, then you need to pay attention to them because it goes back to the term that I told you, you got to problemize the normalized. Don't accept it as normal. Right? And so Hey everyone and welcome to our first ever episode of Soul Connect. We're so glad that you are here with us tonight. And uh, if, it, if this is your first time ever joining us, I'd like to invite you right now to hit that subscribe button, hit that like button also as well. And, so, and also we have a live chat feature uh, for tonight's session. And if you have any questions at all, please feel free to drop those questions and we'll try our best to get, get to you as soon as we can. And so as a new podcast uh, tonight, one of, the f one of the first topics that we wanted to really cover and tackle is something that has been going on throughout uh, the last couple of weeks. And a lot of us may have actually been experiencing it uh, during this time, and that is pandemic fatigue. And so uh, even right now, as you're listening, as you're here with us, um, you may be experiencing things in your life. Perhaps uh, you have lost a loved one. Perhaps you are, are, are struggling in your job, uh, finances, or maybe uh, you've missed uh, critical milestones, graduations, funerals, weddings, whatever it may be. You, you probably at this time have have struggled or suffered uh, what what has been termed as pandemic fatigue. And so with us tonight, our first ever guest speaker, we have Pastor Gregory who's joining us. And many of you know Pastor Gregory. He's no stranger, especially to our church. Pastor, thank you so much for joining us tonight. And uh, Pastor, in your own words, let's tackle this issue right now. In your own words, what is pandemic fatigue uh, well first and foremost thank you Siva and thank you guys for putting this up uh, tonight and even uh, just working behind the scenes now <clears throat> pandemic fatigue is a fairly new term that we've been hearing spoken about so much more often now and um, I did some looking up and WHO World Health Organization began to break this down and it's and in its technicality, it says that it is a sense of feeling demotivated about following the recommended behavior to protect either you or others from uh, the virus. Um, that sounds like a mouthful, but in all reality, what pandemic fatigue represents is essentially a sense of being tired, lethargic, and also coming from to a place where there's a sense of uh, 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 exhaustion and weariness. And I think I speak not only for myself, but for many, many people tonight. Uh, this pandemic has not only been somewhat tiresome to us physically, but more so it has affected many mentally. And I think that is what makes pandemic fatigue, not only in its context, uh, unique, 
but so relevant to the many that we are speaking to today because to some extent, it deals with the mind. More than just the physical, what we're dealing with is a mental state that affects the mind. And this tiredness and lethargy and exhaustion uh, tends to take a toll on you and you may have all the rigor and the strength physically but be so drained out mentally and i think in my opinion uh, that is not only speaking of the situation with where many people are at right now but it really gets to the crust of the issue which reveals that this can take a toll on a person's mind yeah absolutely i agree with you a hundred percent even if you look at the word fatigue by itself it is it's it's over a period of time right it is not something that is onset suddenly it yeah. is something that takes time to build up over and over again and i think one of the things that everyone is facing throughout this time also as well uh, is just that with time with all that has been going on it has been building up and building up and building up in their lives yes yes and so that's that's what we have to be aware about because what this does is we know that COVID-19 and, and that's what everybody's talking about is no friend to anyone yeah. and because it has that connotation to it um, it has the ability to technically affect everyone not just physically I mean look at our medical system Look at the frontliners. Look at people who are dealing with this on a day-to-day -day basis. Look at parents, moms and dads who are struggling through this, right? Now, has, have they not lived in a time where there were real stresses and real uh, uh, burdens that they had to carry and, and, and issues that were upon their shoulder? I think to say that, that was, there was never a time for them to, uh, to, to have experienced that would be to lie about it. How many people work better under pressure, as they always say, right? Some people crack under pressure, whereas some people perform better under yeah. pressure. But to some degree, we've all had moments of pressures in life. But what is so uh, 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 unique or rather so unusual about the pandemic fatigue is I think it brings us to a place where we realize no matter how much I know and no matter how familiar I am with handling crisis or pressure it is the underlying reality that I have no control over what's happening absolutely that I can control to some degree what happens internally but what happens externally becomes difficult to handle or to control and i think that's what makes pandemic fatigue uh, so dangerous but also it has the ability to discreetly um, influence the mind and drive people to a state of mind that they call normal 
Absolutely. And so tonight, if you have any thoughts concerning that, you have any questions, I'd like to invite you right now, throw those questions in, uh, into our chat feature. And uh, although we're pre-recorded right now, we have people standing by live to be able to deal with those questions. So drop us those questions and uh, we'll get right back to you as soon as we can. So Pasek, uh, moving on uh, tonight, uh, what do you think are some of the causes of pandemic? fatigue well I think that is as I thought about it you know um, with regards to pandemic fatigue as I begin to think about it the more I'm I'm beginning to find that some of the causes that lead someone to a state of pandemic fatigue is somewhat very very similar to a lot of things that lead us to tiredness yeah. and ex and expressively to a state of lethargy and let's let's kind of talk more towards this because i think what has made someone so fatigued over this season of pandemic is the fact that one of the realities is that they deal with so much uncertainty now think about it siva we as human beings in our nature we've always had things in our control We've always been able to deal with issues. We've been adults, we grew up, and as children, we know that the familiar scene at home is that don't do this, don't do that, don't touch this, don't touch that, don't look at this, yeah. don't look at that. Yeah. And, and you know, but when you grow older, the more you, be, you come to a place where you tell yourself, I don't want to be controlled. Yeah. I want to have the freedom to do what I want to do. So that leads us to a place where we realize there's so much uncertainty that's up and against us. It's like living in a time where there's days it's up and there's days that's down and there are things that are happening around us. The amount of uncertainties, it opens, it closes and all of that. And that uncertainty literally causes people to come to a state of mind where they're just tired. Yeah. They're burned out to some degree right that uncertainty causes that there's injustices that causes that injustices has a contributing factor to the fatigue that we're feeling now in this pandemic we feel that we're not being heard to some degree and put yourself in that in in that same shoe you know like what they've always said you 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 won't know a person unless you've walked a mile in their shoe and the truth is so many times decisions are being made there's insensitivity in those decisions, in the choices that are being made. Uh, and we call that injustice because there seems to be no attention provided maybe to a certain category of people or maybe to a certain group of people. So injustice, no doubt, brings you to a place where you feel unheard. And then you feel like tired. Yeah. No one hears, no yeah. one listens, no one wants to pay attention to my plight or to the issues. This leads again, the sense of the underlying reality, as I told you earlier, the underlying, the undergirding problem is the lack of control. Yeah. And so in all of this, uh, you come to the place where you begin to find yourself dealing with pandemic fatigue. And obviously there's familiarity, uh, there, are, there are things that happens in the midst of all that is going on right now that birds 
this sense of fatigue. You're tired. You can't do anything about it. You're just burned out and you're worn out. And I think, with all honesty, um, more people are in debt today than I've ever heard in the past. People, like you said, just not dying from yeah. this. People who are losing jobs, businesses that are opening and the uncertainties, the injustices, the lack of control, I would say contributes to this state of fatigue. Yeah. And as I said, it's not just physical, yeah. it's mental. Absolutely. And I agree with that 100%. Um, and I think one of the things when we talk about uncertainty and the uncertain times we are dealing with is we oftentimes, you know, we, we talk about the light at the end of the tunnel. Yes. We talk about, uh, you know, going through seasons and, and I think uh, a lot of people echo this sentiment that, uh, you know, we've been going from one lockdown to another lockdown and to another lockdown. And I think um, that even in the recent times also as well, uh, a lot of people said that we are at the end and we can finally see the light at the end of the tunnel. Yeah. Uh, do you think perhaps, Pastor, that maybe we have mismanaged our expectations? Um, the reality, I, I think, would be to say this, that life is filled with so much of uncertainties. Now, let, obviously, we're talking about the pandemic, but let's face reality here. Uh, the pandemic has only magnified and accentuated and revealed and brought to surface to you and I things that we feel we lack control in today. But essentially, to speak of the light at the end of the tunnel, to some degree, I'm convinced that as individuals, as men, as whether it's a leader in our country or even a, a, a doctor who has credentials, they may say that this will be the light at the end of tunnel, but I would also say to that, who are we to say that? Yeah. Because we know the reality of life and the uncertainty thereof. We hope and we believe and we are looking so that somehow uh, we will come to that sooner than later. But in the process of dealing with all of that, we must realize that essentially uh, we are dealing with a season and we're dealing with a time uh, that no one knows for sure. So, you know, to give you a more precise answer towards that, you know, do we see the light? That, will we be seeing the light at the end of the tunnel? Um, I don't know. But I know one thing yeah. for sure. There's been a lot of things that have changed. But there's one thing that has not changed and that is the God whom we serve. Absolutely. And, and I, I, sorry, Pastor. I think that that is the one thing that helps us to stay focused uh, in, the, in the midst of all of this because as I said, life has always been filled with uncertainty. The pandemic has only brought it to surface. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think adding on to what you were, uh, uh, you were saying just now, Pastor, uh, I think a lot of times we forget that ultimately God is in control. Yes. And God has never lost control during this time, during this entire pandemic. God has been faithful and God has been in control the entire time. Yes. And would you say that it suffice to say that at times that we can fixate on the problem 
but not really on God who is the solution for us at the end of the day. Yeah, that is possible, right? Because as human beings, it is so easy for us to become caught up with the problem yeah. rather than the character of God. And, and as I've been ministering, there are characters of God. And I said that there are three attributes towards God's character. His holiness, His truth, and His love. So, COVID will come and COVID will go. The pandemic will come and the pandemic will go. But the reality is our eyes as a Christian, as a follower of Jesus Christ, should not be set on the present, but it should be set on the God who never changes who He is. And that is the reality that we must drive our strength from to some extent. And we'll talk more about that closing uh, uh, to the end. But I think it's essentially important to say that here because so many times, one of the major problems we deal with is we're looking for the light at the end of the tunnel, but we don't realize it is not in our control. Absolutely. And so let's bring this to a place where the rubber meets the road. And, um, I, and I know everyone out there tonight, uh, you know, uh, a lot of times we, we don't deal with the symptoms or rather we fail to identify the symptoms of pandemic fatigue. So Pastor, in, in your own opinion, in, on, in, in your own words, uh, what do you think are some of the key symptoms that we need to keep as well or rather we need to know so that we can identify ourselves uh, that we're suffering from pandemic fatigue? Right. You know, when you ask me that question, I want to I set the expectations straight here. Um, I'm not a doctor. <laughs> and I know for a fact that, you know, you know we, we can go read these but things. You uh, know what they say about pastors? Yeah. You know, pastors are heart surgeons. <laughs> <laughs> They're yeah, spiritual I, I, doctors. <laughs> yeah, I know. I, I, I've heard that. I've heard that a number of times. But the reality is, um, it's, it's true experiences that you see in people's yeah. lives. And yeah. that's the beauty about about working with people and, and, and you know, living life uh, through observing people's uh, character and who they are. Because I, that is what it has taught me to become, you know, um, an observer. And from my observation, I have noticed that there are very similar symptoms to many different other conditions as well. And I would say that someone who's dealing with a sense of tiredness, lethargy, pandemic fatigue, as we call it in the session, um, you would find that somehow they become so irritable easily. Yeah. They become so, you know, irritated about every little thing. You find so much of impatience that is on the rise. You find a sense of edginess. Um, you find a sense of stress. Yeah where everybody is trying to deal with the situation and you know trying to do something about it everybody and anybody has some answer and some and they're stressed out about it they're yeah. so worked up with it and in all of that they're not getting better in fact they seem to be getting worse because they're trying to control something they cannot change and then because of failing in that it leads to anxiety it leads to depression. It leads people to a state of hopelessness. It leads people to a state of exhaustion, 
where people begin to find themselves in a place where they're just burned out. You know, I, I, I speak to people who tell me, uh, Pastor, I don't, I don't even feel like waking up. Yeah. I'm so, I feel so hopeless. I feel so lost. And, 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 and there are people who surround us who are truly feeling that way. And these are symptoms that I would say uh, that deserves attention. That if you find yourself in that, you need to begin to let the alarm bells go off and say, this is not normal. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, and I think a lot of times we, uh, when we don't see the, the uh, symptoms, the consequences can end up falling on us uh, unexpectedly. Uh, and, you know, like we've been seeing a lot of reports coming out, especially recently, uh, about abuse cases, uh, home domestic violence cases on the rise. Um, you know, uh, people who are, you know, uh, starting to think so negatively, they're beginning to shrink away, uh, becoming antisocial introverts. Uh, we're seeing suicide cases on the rise. Uh, and Pasa, as you mentioned just now, you know, depression, uh, anxiety, uh, a sense of fear that begins to grip uh, the hearts of so many people. Uh, you know, and you know, there was a statistic that came out uh, that, you know, the crisis centers have now seen an increase of 85% uh, in distress calls coming to them. Uh, you know, videos circulating around of people who have taken their lives. And so, Pastor, what do you think is the best solution for us as individuals, for people who are out there hearing and listening as well. Uh, what do you think is the best solution for us on how we can deal with this pandemic? Now, before we, we go into that, uh, uh, one of the things like what you pointed out, Siva, you know, a few weeks ago, we were in fact uh, in a mall in KL, my wife and I, and um, we, we saw this, this massive scene. Uh, people were crowding, you know, and, and getting together in, in this one spot. And so, you know, out of curiosity, we were wondering what had happened. And when we got there, we saw that somehow a man uh, from the fourth floor had jumped and uh, took his own life. And, um, you know, you find all of these consequences that are beginning to come out because... People are trying to find answers that they don't have answers to, to some degree. And I think to, to kick into the, 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 the answer as to what we need to be doing in order to deal and to overcome uh, pandemic fatigue, we need to first and foremost understand that this is a problem. Right, and you heard me comment just now. I told you that you got to problemize the normalize. Absolutely. And and um, what happens is most people start getting. Uh, you know, we hear this term a lot now. It's called adapt and accept, adapt and accept, adapt and accept. And and you know, we're so good. Our we are creatures of habits. Our brains are, are you know are, are built through habituation. We get so used to doing something that it becomes a normal, a norm for us, yeah. right? And that's the danger. So I think the first thing, one of the first things people need to do is they need to be attentive. They need to learn to spot these areas in their lives that they, they come, why am I being so irritated? What, why am I so worried? 
Why am I uh, feeling this edginess? Unnecessary. Why am I battling insomnia, unable to sleep at night? And, and, and if these were things that were not present before the, the pandemic, and it started to come to surface during the pandemic, then you need to pay attention to them because it goes back to the term that I told you, you got to problemize the normalized. Don't accept it as normal, yeah. right? And so that term, problemize uh, uh, the normalized, uh, came from a, a book I recently read uh, who began to speak about women back in the 1960s, 1970s who would go to their workplaces and um, while they worked in these offices, it was a norm for their bosses to expect them to provide them with some kind of a service that was immoral. And so when a woman would refuse the attempts or the advances of their male bosses, what would happen is they would begin to say, you're fired. Right. You're not going to keep your job. We're going to lay you off because you are not cooperating with my demands. Right. And so long story short, a woman came out and she said, you know what, this is not a norm. This is a problem. Women are not meant to be looked at as objects. Women are not meant to be looked at as, as, as accessories or as a tool. And so she brought many of these women who somehow uh, uh, realized that I'm not going to put up with this. They left their jobs. They resigned. And so she got these women together, brought them into a meeting, and she said, look, this is not acceptable. What your bosses are doing to you, you shouldn't accept it as normal. This is not normal. And so what she did was she gave it a name and she called it sexual harassment. And so what did they do in that era? They basically problemized what was called normal. normal. Absolutely. And so I think it's important that we tell the audience and even yeah. to anyone who's listening today that th these symptoms and, and, and the issues that, that you may be dealing with, the root cause is obviously feeling a sense of lacking control, but essentially stress, anxiety, depression, irritability, uh, and all of these things begins to mushroom out and if you're not sensitive and if you're not uh, conscious that this is not normal, um, it's going to lead you into a worse state down the road. And so you've got to problemize the normalize. Absolutely. Right. And, and so, Pastor, how would you um, uh, continue uh, picking up from that and, and just expanding from that uh, once we identify the issue once we realize what we are dealing with once we uh, realize that we're dealing with a actual problem here. yes and uh, so how would you advise people from there uh, once they get to that place of understanding how would you advise people to deal with that issue of pandemic fatigue okay I think one of the things we've been hearing a lot about, and, and most of us are probably familiar with it, is that we've been told uh, to stay uh, in physical distance with people. Uh, that's become kind of a norm now. 
But I would say that one of the first ways to overcome pandemic fatigue, as I begin to think about it, is to learn uh, that you may have to be physically distant, but you don't have to be socially distant. Absolutely. And I know that is a very um, simple, yet I make it known to you that as human beings, when God created us, the foundations, the fiber of our beings is relationship. God created us to be in relationship with people. And when you cut that off, when you eliminate that, you find yourself in a place of isolation and that's where you begin going downhill. Right? Um, Proverbs 17, 7 says, 17, 17 says that a brother is found out of adversity. And so there are people who may have walked away from us who we may consider as not truly a friend. But it is in moments like this that you identify who truly will spend time with you, who you can pick up the phone to call, talk to. And I can tell you, Siva, with all honesty, in my years of pastoring and in my experience of life, this one fundamental reality has destroyed many, many lives because they decide to isolate themselves. And on the contrary, relationships with people whom they can converse with, be vulnerable with, speak to, open up to, have become a saving grace in their lives. And I think relationships, being socially connected, is very vital. Absolutely, yeah. And... Second, second possible uh, uh, way to overcome this is to come to a place where you realize uh, that structure, I read, a, I, I read about it uh, a while ago, but structure is important for discipline. The only way you can stay disciplined in life is by having a structure, yeah. right? And um, this book that I'm, I'm reading, Jordan Peterson makes this profound statement. He says in his book, the acts of life we repeat every day need to be automatized. They must be turned into stable and reliable habits so they lose complexity and gain predictable, uh, predictability and simplicity. In other words, what he's saying is there's a reason why we have habits routines that's why for us as christians as believers one of the things we do is we wake up every day and we pray yeah. we read the bible it's a routine it's a habit we read we we make these things so no matter what pandemic comes our way no matter what crisis we face these routines remain unchanged yeah. and because those routines are set in in place to be done every day your life stays focused because your mind says i'm going to keep doing these things no matter what the pandemic brings no matter what crisis how tired i am how burned out i am how fed up i am how you know lethargic i am every day i wake up at this time and and i and i go to bed at this time there's a fixed timing that you wake up and you go to bed there's a pattern there's a habit and then you're spending time with your routine and that keeps your mind sane. Absolutely. That preserves your mind. Yeah, absolutely, Pastor. I mean, uh, you know, just, just to share with everyone, um, 
one of the things that my wife and I have been doing, especially during this time, uh, you know, I mean, we're on lockdown, uh, church is closed for morning prayer, uh, but we still wake up every morning, uh, you know, at seven, uh, we're in prayer by seven in the morning, and uh, and, and that's how we kickstart uh, each and every one of our days, and so we, we've placed an importance on that, uh, and as well as, you know, reading the Bible and, you know, spending time reading books that really help and just meditating on the positive things in our lives because there's so much that we realize that we have to be thankful to God for. Yes, yes. And that's what routine does for you. Absolutely. It helps you stay focused. Yeah. It helps bring simplicity to complexity. And, and it's very interesting just to add to that, you know, that... Um, um, in my study and in my in my own time of observation people who are depressed and often slip into a, a state of anxiety you know um are people who f who essentially don't have habits and routines that they keep from one day to the next and so routines are crucial habits are important and what you do is going to protect and going to keep your mind sane and focused Right, I think another thing that I would like to add, Siva, is that uh, you can't fight the tide. Yeah. And what I mean by that is that we're living in a very different culture, very different time. COVID has changed the way we do a lot of things. And for you to get upset and angry and angry with, with you know, the way things are going, getting stressed out, getting, uh, you know, worked up about it. Oh, it's not the way I used to do it, you know, and, and get upset about all that. Uh, you're going to burn yourself out. Yeah. You know, there are some things, and I always tell people this, I said that, you know what, uh, uh, we don't like change, but we got to learn to adapt to some changes, but not compromise our principles, yeah. right? That's so vital and important yeah. that at the end of the day, we can't fight what's happening. We can try coming against it. We can try saying, oh, this is not acceptable. Not, but you don't have to compromise your principle. It's like a home. When you build a home, the foundation of the home represents relationship. God made us that way. God created men to have relationship with people. The frame of the home, the founder, the, after the foundation, the framework of the home represents to some degree uh, an essence that we begin to learn to maintain our principles and our beliefs, our values. All of us have values. All of us have principles. We have a system in built in us. There are things I will do because I've been taught it's wrong. I, I would not do because I've been taught. It's my principle. So my point is you can adapt to change, but you don't have to compromise your principle, Absolutely. which makes it still fulfilling. That means you can change the way you do things, but if you keep your principle, your principle as it is, and you stay focused to, to protecting your principle, you can find yourself in a place where even though you have to change, you're still fulfilled and you're satisfied because you know this is what God wants me to do as a believer. Absolutely. Right. Very well said, Pastor. And, uh, and 
just as as uh, as a closing word to everyone. But but I want to add one more thing though. No worries, Pastor. Just Carry one on. more thing yeah. that I want to add, and I think it's the essence of, uh, because you know, you know, we're talking about overcoming it. Yeah. But but I want to add this word in that. <sighs> If there's one thing that has kept me, and I think the many people that I know around me, it is their relationship with God. Yeah. A prayer is such a necessary element to our lives that having an active relationship with God is what keeps your mind and protects you from becoming bitter, upset, and uh, going into depression and anxiety. And I think, you know, the Bible says, draw near to me as I draw near to you in James chapter 4, verses 8. And that, I think, is the main and the most about. I mean, what we talked about essentially is on the psychological element of it, the mental finesse of it, you know. But do you know what prayer? Prayer does so much for your mind that any, than anything else can ever do for you. When your mind is in tune with God, when your mind is at peace with God, uh, what it does is it causes you to be focused and it begins to give you a stability in your mind. And that stability, Siva, is what you want right now. Absolutely. You want that stability because it is that stability that'll help you weather through the pandemic. Absolutely. And you don't have to grow fatigue if you have a genuinely good relationship with God. And that's why you have relationship with people in church because your spiritual family prays for you. They are there for you. They are always looking out for you. And that's what makes church so vitally important because there's a connection that happens that will help you weather through this, this season of pandemic. Absolutely. And just adding on to what you were saying, Pastor, um, you know, the, one of the most amazing things that I've seen about prayer and I've experienced in my own life also as well uh, is just the, the ability that prayer has to realign your mind and to realign your heart according to God's word. And it's, it's so easy during this time, especially when we're facing a, a difficult and challenging period in our lives, uh, for that to go wayward, even when we don't want it to. And I think that prayer does a, a, an amazing thing in keeping our hearts right with God yeah. and just drawing close to God uh, during this time. Yes. And, uh, and, and, you know, it, it's, it's, it's such an amazing thing that we have, like you said, Pastor, as a fellowship, uh, what we are a part of, uh, the family that we have uh, in our church is just, uh, it's, it's unspoken. You don't see that uh, in, 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 in a lot of other areas. And so, Pastor, thank you so much for your time. Thank you so much for your thoughts. Uh, it has been such a blessing to have you with us. Uh, and so if you're listening tonight and uh, if, if you don't know Jesus uh, and if you want to be able to draw close to God during this time uh, to develop a relationship with Jesus Christ, to have him as your Lord and Savior, uh, you'll see a number that will appear shortly. Uh, give us a call and, uh, you know, we would love to speak to you. We'd we would love to help you out uh, during this time. And so... Uh, 
We'd like to invite you once again to subscribe uh, and like uh, this video. Uh, next, our next episode, we're going to have the uh, ladies join us. They're going to be sharing some personal stories uh, and uh, about the pandemic, and we've termed it pandemic uh, burnout. And so we're excited. We're 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 gearing up, and uh, it's been such a great privilege and honor to have you guys joining us. Uh, and so do subscribe to our channels. We will uh, share the time and the location for you for the upcoming episode, the sequel to today's episode. Thank you guys so much for joining us tonight. Have a blessed evening and please stay safe. Thank you.